Gaming History 101. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Gaming History 101, the Retro Video Games Podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Fred Rojas, and joining me this time from a alternative dimension where the Nether Realm and uh, the Outworld, sorry, and Earth Realm have merged, is Mr. Jamalias. How's it doing? How are you? Are you in the streets where the rap music's playing, or are you in some underground dwelling somewhere? <laughs> uh, absolutely, got my baggy pants and my <laughs> my golf shirt. No, my no, my grunge shirt. It's grunge, isn't it? For the '90s, that's it. Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> By '95, yeah, I guess grunge was still there. Kurt was dead, but that didn't stop a yes. whole lot of other bands. But. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, if you haven't guessed, and I can understand if you haven't, um, we are talking actually about Mortal Kombat. Uh, We did our previous episode, and your responses were loud and clear. In fact, Jam, it's been a while since I got such a universal response, where um, I think people, if they are indifferent, they're like, I could hear another Sega Arcades episode, or not. Um, They just don't say anything, and that's very common. Um, but in some cases, people like push forward and say, Hey, I want to hear this. Uh, the, probably the oldest one I can remember, uh, but it's cause I recently re-listened to those was the G4 top 100. When we did those episodes, we took a break and did an episode in between and people were like, why didn't you stick with the G4 stuff? And I said, Oh, well, it was a scheduling thing. And they were like, you should really stick with that. And a bunch of people came forward and said, you should stick with Mortal Kombat. So mm-hmm. we're going to be moving on to the franchises, uh, Headlining today will probably be the mid-90s. We've got Mortal Kombat 3, Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, Mortal Kombat Trilogy, which are all kind of the same game, but kind of not. And we'll we'll dig deep into those. Um, then next up, surprisingly enough, is Mortal Kombat Mythologies Sub-Zero, which that's a 2D game. I now know that. Uh, so uh, 3D sprites on a 2 No, it's actually the opposite. It's kind of Donkey Kong Country, isn't it? It's like... Yeah, and and That's Mortal Kombat true. for that matter, it's it's real actors mm-hmm. on a 2D plane. Um, yep. They do some 3D tricks, but they're very archaic. Uh, I think they would have been possible on non 3D consoles, but then again, I don't program them, so what do I know? Mm-hmm. Uh, then we're gonna break uh, the the chronology a little bit and talk about Mortal Kombat Special Forces, which actually comes out after <laughs> four. Yeah. But since both Trilogy and Special Forces only integrate one character from MK4, and Sub-Zero integrates uh, Quan Chi a lot more than Special Forces uh, uses, uh, I can't even remember, I think it's Jago. Um, it, it, yeah, I just figured we would knock those out first. And then we'll go to the full series, moving to 3D in Mortal Kombat 4 slash Mortal Kombat Gold, which is a re-release with a bunch of extra characters on Dreamcast. Um, if we have time. If not, we may have to piggyback that to a 3D episode. Um, or, and Jam and I will discuss this offline, uh, we might do it as its own breakout episode, the Mortal Kombat 4 Gold one. Um, I'm guessing, though, we will just continue the trend and keep it going uh, as long as we can. Probably. (laughs) Uh, For what it's worth, we have both, we talked about it before the show, we both played enough Mortal Kombat 4, and I've played some gold uh, to be able to talk about those uh, and kind of jog our memory. But um, but yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, before we do all that, though, uh, got a question lately that I think you are best equipped to answer, Jam, uh, which was in regards to the Switch Konami Classics games. We obviously did an episode on the arcade classics. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we I, we didn't do one on Castlevania, and we're probably not going to do – well, actually, we're not going to do one on Contra. Um, not because we don't want to, but because – those are really well-worn territory. I was actually hoping for better from the Castlevania and Contra collections. Um, but that's not to say they're bad. And the reason I say that is they contain all the NES games for both of them. Um, they are going to do the regional differences. Uh, in the case of Castlevania, they also integrate the SNES and Genesis games or Mega Drive game. And um, they also integrate Kid Dracula, which nobody's ever had, and the Game Boy games. So it's kind of novel. Um, mm. And then... Contra, I think they skimped a little bit. You get Contra 1, 2, and 3. You get the Game Boy version of Contra 2, or which is better known as Super Contra or Super C. You get arcade versions of Contra and Super C. You get the Genesis version of Contra 2, I think, Super C, in the term of in the form of Probotector on Mega Drive? Yeah, they give you the Probotector versions, don't they? Well, and so Probotector on Mega Drive is your version of Contra, where they made everybody androids. Yeah. Um, yep. But what is... I didn't know there... Or is that Hardcore? But no, the, Well, Hardcore was a kind of a... That was a Mega Drive game, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. They they call it no. Probotector something on Mega Drive, so that's just Hardcore. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, yes, I was thinking okay. something else then, yeah. Sorry. So essentially, there are four games on this collection. There's Contra... Super C, um, uh, Hardcore, and a- Contra 3, The Alien Wars. What they give you are a bunch of weird alternative versions of all those, be it the NES versions, the Famicom versions, the Mega Drive versions, the Super NES versions, the European Super NES versions, the Game Boy version, but there are derivatives of four base games, which to me is a little chintzy, especially because there's plenty to pick from from the Contra series. Mm. Um, and... I'll let you speak on this one sec, but it, it integrates into a question I only want you to answer. Um, yep. The biggest missed opportunity here is I cannot believe M2's fabulous trilogy from uh, the Wii did not make it over, which yeah. is, yeah. Uh, yeah, Gradius Rebirth, Contra Rebirth, and Castlevania Rebirth, which all could have been easily put on these collections. Um, there may be yeah. a Nintendo licensing issue where... Konami definitely wanted them to be on multiple consoles. Uh, these are all on multiple consoles, which I think is what's best. They're on Switch. They're on PC. They are on uh, Xbox One and PS4. Um, so that may have been something to it, but it's really sad. The other thing is we know Hamster did the first Konami collection, and we know M2. I don't know if you know this, but M2 did do the Castlevania one. Mm. Um, and I guess there's a little bit of shimmer with the one-to-one pixels with the square pixel mode, but uh, if you do pixel perfect... They kind of stretch them a little bit, but they get rid of the shimmer. So it's kind of depending on what you care about most. Um, and we don't know about Contra because it's not out yet. So here was the question people were asking me. They were like, so are you going to pick these up, Fred? And for me, the answer is no, actually. But I'm an exception for the following reasons. I have flashcards of all of these consoles, so I could easily play them if I want to. In many cases, I have the cartridges of most of these games. Um, I have a MAME cabinet, so I even have the arcade games. Um, Mm. And I have a Frame Meister, so I have a way to play them both in great resolution on CRT and on HD TVs. 
That is not the typical user, and memory serves as of late. That does not describe you either. Am I correct on that? Well, I'm, 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 I, I think I might pick up these collections when they're hmm. on sale. That's kind of where my stance is at the moment. Let me rephrase. You don't have yeah. your retro setups as strong as they used to be. Is that correct or incorrect? I don't, no, no, I don't have my retro straps as strong as they used to be. No, definitely not. Okay, um, and that's what I'm saying. The people who are asking me this, I don't believe have many retro setups either. They don't have many yeah. of the retro consoles, and it may be, as you know, a very expensive endeavor to get even a, a handful of these games. So with that well, in mind, yeah. yeah, what are what are your thoughts to them and yourself as to these are being easy pickups on either your console of choice or for a lot of people, the Switch will be the tempting console, but in general... Are these worthwhile for you? Because they are coming at a very low price, relatively speaking. I think I think the price. I mean, well, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. But sure. initially, before I heard the news that Konami was gonna, they patched, they're gonna patch the games to put the different versions on. Um, before that happened, I was not sold on these games at all. Um, I okay. did not like the idea that I'd have to buy two versions of the game twice. So I get on the Japanese store and the Western store to get, you know, both versions of Salamander, basically, which is stupid. <laughs> it's just completely True. stupid. And, and to be clear, but, we kind of talked about it, but there are regional differences with all of these. Uh, the exactly, one I like yeah. to point out a lot is Contra on Famicom and Contra on NES. A lot of people were mocking that on uh, some news podcasts I listened to. I really only listened to video game coverage as far as the news goes. And a lot of people were mocking that. And I said, well... To the uninformed, actually, I know it might be slight, but these games are short, so slight matters. Um, the Famicom version is very different. It's got a map, it's got cutscenes, it's got moving trees, it's got special effects, uh, and you guys kind of got a weird hybrid of the NES and the Famicom version with Probotector. But these regional differences matter, and clearly they matter to you. I do. Yeah. I, they do well, especially because that's something I'm interested in. Is that is, with, when you buy collections and stuff like that, I like to, I like them to. I think it's because M2 spoiled me basically. Because M2 right. generally does include every every version of the well, every available version of that game. Um, that, that's something that's interests me as well. Is that when you put it, it makes the price worthwhile too. So like when you see those Sega Ages games, like you know uh, Fancy Star or even Sonic, dare I say, as well, mm-hmm. which has been re- released multiple times. That version is a damn good version version because it features all the different emulation emulators has the arcade version which is really uncommon right. and that's it's just that extra layer of attention that with those initially those konami things just came across as very lazy to me because of they just they were just you know it was just the games again particularly and i might sound harsh here but the castlevania one for me seems still a bit lazy really even as it is, and I, I get it, but they, even for me, I've, I've mostly got most of those games available digitally on various different avenues. Like I have uh, Castlevania Four, but I think I'm on two different systems somewhere. Um, and um, I, I have um, obviously I have a physical copy of um, Castlevania the New Generation. I don't have Bloodlines, <laughs> but but I'm happy with my version. I don't have a problem with New Generation. It's just it's, it's, it's fine. It's your regionalized version. It's my, it's hey, my regionalized we don't get version. boobs. You don't get blood. It's just it's, different exactly. regions. <laughs> but it's uh, I do I, I have played Bloodlines through emulation through like RetroPies and stuff like that. So I do know the differences and all that. But um, yeah, the but, coolest I guess, special effects are still in both versions. 
Yeah, they are exactly. Yeah, um, I think I think I, I say all this, but I I think I probably still will pick probably all three up. But like when they're reducing costs and stuff like that, I am happy mm-hmm. to hear though that they did kind of they did listen to feedback, which is rare these days sometimes. Mm-hmm. And they actually they did go back. They have they have pat- well, I don't know if they've done it yet, but they're patching in the the multiple versions. It's a planned update. I'll give it to them. They yeah. they want to take a minute. Um, I do. There's a slightly nefarious side of me that says the reason they're delaying the update is so that some people who don't hear about the update on enthusiast sites will buy them anyway. Um, yeah, I You are so, probably yeah. aware of this, but there is a, a very clear and present disconnect between you can report all that stuff on your Kotakus, your IGNs, and all that stuff, but a lot of the retro gamers like our age that are hardcore yeah. staunch retro gamers don't read those sites. And so they are going to just buy them once they, they buy it, they boot it up, they see it's not there, they've got expendable income. You and I could buy these games. It's not that we can't mm. afford them. We just choose how we want to spend our money. And if we are staunch, you know, hardcores about it, yeah, we're going to buy it, you know. Um, and so I think there is business in trying to do that. I don't think they're nefarious-wise trying to do it, but I think it was that. And then there probably is some development involved in just reworking like the interface to support more versions of games and whatnot. But mm. I would have liked to see the foresight. You know companies like Hamster and M2 have had experience with this before. I do think it comes from M2 has that mentality and Hamster does not. Hamster mm. has traditionally only given one ROM type. They still do that with their arcade classics on Switch yeah. and, and PS4. Um, they give one ROM type based off the region. And um, that is mm. a business model. It's not one I particularly am happy with, and you seem to be reflecting the same sentiment. But it is a business model nonetheless. Um, yeah. So. I'm not against these things <clears throat> existing absolutely not and, and you know I, it, it plays you know there's plenty of people out there that are very happy that this castlevania collection exists um and, and the rondo that's, that's blood one is one. the one that just drives me the most nuts it does <laughs> that bit, needs to be bit, made more yeah. readily available xbox or symphony of the night is made available through backwards compatibility and it's made yeah. available on um, ps4 and yes i think there should be a pc and switch version but you give it a little credit because they are so readily available on the generation that came before them. We, and, and if we Virtual Console still existed, we'd also be having a different discussion. But since yeah, Nintendo yeah. decided to turn the lights off um, and leave it in the basement buried under concrete like it's fucking John Wick's arsenal. Um, that was a weird poll. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, like I, I still can't understand why Rondo of Blood is so hard to bring out here. <laughs> yeah it just boggles the mind it's a game that's in german with japanese subtitles and yet people can still in the e in the west navigate it with ease like it's a fun game to play uh, hard as balls i'll give it that but it's fun to play um anyway so <clears throat> we'll see yeah there are some weird decisions being made with those but uh we shall see um but to me, right, Jam, that's another thing that you hit on the head, is that that is also the answer we get, that I get a lot, which is, why would I buy this $8 version of Sonic when it's on the Genesis collection for 30 Yeah, and I always yeah, say, exactly. if something seems too good to be true, it probably is. Those are perfectly serviceable versions of games, and you don't need to defend yourself to me if that's the version you want to play. But for someone like Jam, who holds those uh, differences important, both... I think you're less interested in the pixel perfect nature of it and more interested in the options and to see all these different things that's important to you. And that's worth you dropping eight bucks on it. Mm. Um, 
I still contest that the only playable version of Fantasy Star in 2019 is that Ages version. <laughs> it has yeah. the uh, that has the big spreadsheet of what everything actually means when you pause the game. Like that is essential. Um, you play the PS2 version, even if it's English translated, you still need to find that spreadsheet somewhere on the internet and have it with you. <laughs> so anyway, I, I digress, but yeah, just letting people know that that's kind of uh, where we stand. Also, fun little plug. No, we're not associated with them in any way, but we'd love to be if you want to be. Um, recently, uh, <clears throat> My Life in Gaming released a documentary series. It's an hour-long documentary f- chock full of interviews in Japan. Uh, of when Corey went to Japan uh, of M2. And it's a fantastic documentary. Mm. So I recommend everyone check it out. It is on YouTube. It is free. Um, I threw those guys some shekels after that. It is a fantastic documentary, and it is well worth checking out. Um, And it walks you quite literally through everything M2 did from inception to here. So it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, let's say we talk about Mortal Kombat. We're at 15 minutes and our time to topic is <laughs> 15 minutes. Anyway. That's in um, true fashion. <laughs> right? So, all right. Catching up. When last we left, it was 1993. Mortal Kombat 2. No, it was kind of 94. Mortal Kombat 2 had been in arcades for uh, a year. And it had hit home consoles with various mm-hmm. versions of that uh, hitting the market. And so in 94, you would think Mortal Kombat 3 would hit, but it didn't. Um, Mortal Kombat 3 took a little bit longer to develop, uh, but for what it's worth, it was it was a pretty ridiculously large game. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, the, uh, the other thing is, I think one of the biggest reasons that it was delayed, do you know a whole lot about uh, creating um, the creation of Mortal Kombat 3 and kind of what bogged it down? This won't show up in a lot of promo videos, is why I'm asking. Uh, no, I'm not sure I know this. Okay. Um, so there was, uh, there was three things happening. One mm-hmm. was internal struggle, and this was happening, if you read anything about this time period, this was happening across the board, most prevalent in Sega, but it definitely had crept its way to Midway, which was things were going 3D. With CD-based consoles oh, yeah, yeah, becoming yeah, the norm yeah, and 3D being popular, there was a lot of argument as to whether or not Mortal Kombat 3 should be in 3D, and it actually started life as a 3D huh. Uh, yeah, polygon-based game, um, huh. which we'll get to it, but I'd like to say just for the record, I think is a misstep, and I think they definitely learned that lesson um, when uh, when that game <laughs> hits uh, 3D in Mortal Kombat 4, and yep. I think my biggest reason why is that game design has to change, right? Mortal Kombat didn't become better when it became uh, 3D. It just became a different game, and, yep. I, and I say this not having played the PS2 games, but I bet you having played some of those, I bet they're different okay. types of games the, uh, than the you, original three. Compared to the 2D versions, yeah, they're, they're just something else, really. <laughs> the only, it's, it's got the Mortal Kombat spirit, but right. yeah, we'll get to those when we get to those, yeah. <laughs> but, and I mean, it's uh, across the board. I think of, what is it, the, Mortal, uh, the Street Fighter EX? Mm. Those are perfect examples of how Street yeah, Fighter yeah. can exist in a 3D plane, but it's not the same game. Um, mm. Anyway, so that was happening. Uh, the second one was um, the direction of Mortal Kombat uh, that a lot of people were um, on the fence about, uh, which was, well, what kind of palette should it have? Should it be bright and colorful? Should it be more goofy <laughs> and jokey as opposed to 
gritty and realistic, kind of like they did with the first one. Like, which direction do we go? Do we lean heavier into two or three or one? Yeah. And yeah. Um, there was some fights there. Uh, it was originally going to be like every game that released at launch on the Unreal Engine for the 360. It was all going to be browns and dark, gloomy, gritty, <laughs> real. Brown and gray. Brown and right, gray. right. Like blood actually coming out of seeping wounds and stuff. Kind of like it is today, actually. Mm. Um or is it going to be a little more ridiculous? And I, again, this is me selfish, and this is what came out, but they, they decided to lean into the brighter color palette and more fun in-jokes. Um, and then the last thing, which is something I didn't even think about until I read up on it, uh, was um, uh, contracts. You'll notice that uh, Elizabeth Malecki does not return as Sonia, replaced by Carrie Hoskins, I believe it is, the fitness instructor. Um, I do believe Kung Lao also came back, or got changed. Oh, no. So Ho Sung Pak was removed as uh, Shang Tsung and Liu Kang. Um, Philip On, which was the, ori- the Shang Tsung in 2, was uh, gone. Caitlin Zamir, uh, who did Katana, Molina, and Jade, is gone. Um, Daniel Piscina uh, was not in Mortal Kombat 3, and he was big. He was Johnny Cage, Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Reptile, Smoke, Noob, Cybot. And if you'll recall, and I remember this now as I'm reading it, do you remember Daniel Piscina doing a Bloodstorm arcade commercial where he's dressed as Johnny Cage? It's, it was in magazines. He's dressed as Johnny Cage playing Bloodstorm, and he goes, go to where the real action's at, you know? I think, right. uh, yeah, I think I remember something like that. I think I, I don't, I don't remember seeing, but I think I read about that. So. Yeah, yeah, and then um, uh, Carlos Piscina actually went on to be in Tattoo Assassins, and therefore was not asked to come back <laughs> nice. as Brilliant. Raiden in Mortal Kombat Three. So there's a lot of changes, you know. Um, mm. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, there, like I said, there there was interesting stuff. So they had to change a lot of characters and likeness rights became an issue. Um, it also explains a lot, we'll get to it when we get there, on some of the changes put in Mortal Kombat uh, Trilogy, why some characters are there and some characters are not. Um, but all this wraps up, they decide to make Mortal Kombat 3 and it takes two years of development, uh, but they release a pretty massive game um, that has a ridiculous storyline we can talk about. Um, but the original base game had 15 characters in total, one which is a secret character, and um, 14 other playable characters, um, along with, uh, of course, your your two bosses. Um, oh, yeah. But, yeah. Um, and uh, if you're wondering who the secret character is, I think that was Smoke. Human Smoke, right? Uh, Robot Smoke. Oh, Robot Smoke was a secret character? Well, this is more than about three. Huh. We, we that, yeah. It's been that long. Wow. was two. That was see, the human one was two for the, the, that one. That's right. So he was in the middle then. He was the middle tile yeah, that would circle. Yeah, they want to flip now and then. It's one of those little gotcha. Sort of and if you put yeah. in the ultimate combat code, he would unlock. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, took a minute. Um, so we'll talk about it, but uh, and and a whole new plot. So, um, but yeah, and it came out in 1995 in arcades. And um, you can kind of tell game producers weren't quite sure what to do with this as you saw Mortal Kombat 2 ported to more and more systems, including the PlayStation and the Saturn in that time period, although a lot of people didn't play those versions. In fact, a lot of people still ask me if those even exist and if they came out in this country. I think the answer is yes to both. Uh, I forget if you guys got the Mortal Kombat 2 versions in PAL regions, but I think you did. They might be rare, but... 
Anyway, they're not great. Yeah, I, I, so, mm. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So, um, out comes Mortal Kombat three in April of nineteen ninety five. At least in America. I remember when this hit? I was uh, I was. Let's see, eighth grade. <laughs> this was a big one. <laughs> yeah, this was a big one. Um, hitting arcades, nineteen ninety five. Uh, there is no note as to when it came to European arcades, though. Did you guys even get this in arcades? I'll be perfectly honest. I never. I don't remember seeing this arcades in Europe. Um, huh. I see it. I've seen it at conventions, but obviously that's very different because that's like that's much later. But I, I remember seeing vividly a Mortal Kombat one and two arcades, but not three. So I'm I wondering don't see if a they... release date here on, yeah. and it says it on Wikipedia, but then I cross referenced it with um, some other sites. And yeah, it doesn't look like it. And there's probably a good reason for this. And just looking at these release dates, um, the uh, Mega Drive uh, and PlayStation 1 and Super NES versions all hit Europe in October of 95. So it hit that fall and it hit a week after the, uh, the North American Genesis Super Nintendo versions. So to me, and then the PlayStation 1 came shortly afterwards on October 7th. Mm. Uh, November 7th for you guys uh, or November 5th or something but either way it it turned to consoles so fast in fact you know development had to have been going on at the same time too how do we bring these out on consoles um, so to me that would make sense as to why you guys didn't see it in arcades um, mm. that means I have the unique challenge of uh, talking about them in arcades uh, so I remember Mortal Kombat 3 hitting in arcades big time. Um, mm -hmm. Trying to think. I think it was just the big black MK3 logo with the dragon on it. Uh, with the dragon kind of in the bottom of the three. I think that was the logo on the side. I don't remember a character being on the side. I distinctly remember a character being on the side of one, which was Johnny Cage. Two was Raiden. Four yeah. was uh, Quan Chi. I don't remember anyone being on the side of three, so it might not have been. Um, as long as I, I that, yeah, you know, you know that. Um, I don't know if you've played that version, the Mortal Kombat arcade trilogy, which is on like PC or 360 and PS3. Do you remember that? But it's because that shows you the arcade cabinets. And then... Oh right, the the arcade collection. Yeah, yeah. I have it actually on Steam and PS3. No longer, sadly, no longer available on Steam. Um, you can't buy it, or on or on um, 360 or PS3. It's it's been Correct. removed. Which sucks. You, and you know how I got it? I yeah. bought that ridiculous controller. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have the uh, the big old uh, joystick, like with true Sanwa parts and everything. Mm. And in it, you got a download code. And we were hoping it would be a download code for Mortal Kombat 9, but it was a download code for this arcade collection. That's brilliant. So I have the, um, I so. think I've got it on 360 and, and I've got the Steam version. Um, mm -hmm. but, but yeah, because people ask, um, somebody, people asked me after the last show about um, if these games are still available. Um, and yeah, that, that, that sort of arcade trilogy is no longer available digitally, sadly. But on good old games, I, there I, is... Well, and real quick, I also believe the Mortal Kombat 3 arcade port that hit for 360 and the Mortal Kombat 2 arcade port that hit for PS3, yeah. both, I think, by Digital Eclipse... Yeah. Those are not available either. Yeah. I have both yeah, of those, but they are not available. You can download them, but you can't own them. That's or true. buy yeah. them, sorry. You can't buy them, yeah, that's right. So, But I'm sorry, you were saying, you said oh, on yeah. Good Old Games. Uh, uh, very briefly, yeah. It's just, this is, um, yeah, Good Old Games does have, the, it's currently on sale if people are interested. It might, well, it, I think it'll still, because they've got their summer sale summer going on. Summer sale's still going on. I'm looking, um, oh, wait, but 
We have nope. to be careful because this is not going to hit until next Wednesday. Okay. So, the, so, so we're recording this on June 2nd. You're hearing this on like June 12th. So yeah. <laughs> I doubt the festival is still going on. Sorry. But you can get like what Mortal Kombat 1, 2, and 3. Um, however, they are the DOS versions on good old games. Oh my <laughs> God, they are. Uh, it's six bucks normally. I think I'm going to have to drop a buck 49 yeah, just yeah. to get these DOS versions. Yeah, they're, they're quite fascinating. <laughs> they really are. I was playing That's some of that a word time. for it. Oh my God, the comments alone are worth it. <laughs> but yes, um, be very careful. <laughs> <laughs> Keyboard control. Although I think at six bucks for these, two bucks a piece, so even not on sale. So <laughs> yeah. If that's a risk for you nowadays, like... I am just fascinated by every version I can get of this, and so I'm yeah. absolutely yeah. going to buy these. I heard the DOS versions are very much like Amiga games from the past, where um, they look really good in screenshots, but then when you play them, they're not so hot. I, I've only, I can only speak to free, because that's the one I prepared for for this show. and It, it and? plays okay, but it's more the... Because um, yeah, I had to use keyboard. I just couldn't get the control to work because uh, it's dogs. okay <laughs> i'm going to use joy to key so yeah. um yeah that always helps me with stuff uh because i'm getting ready for that we won't go too much into this but they're about to release uh nvidia is going to release the full version of quake 2 ray traced if oh, you yeah. own it on steam yeah it'll already be out by the time the show goes live but i want to prep for that so i bought quake 2 uh, which is five bucks normally. There's no sales, uh, and uh, and there won't be any sales because of this release. <laughs> um, and uh, just mapped it for controllers. Uh, I actually leveraged the PlayStation map <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to help me out uh, and mapped it for controllers. So I'm ready for the ray traced version. I'm sorry, guys. I can't do keyboard and mouse. It's just a thing. So, mm -hmm. but anyway, Mortal Kombat three hits. Yep. Um, and it was it was funky. Like, yep. that's the best way I can say it. And so have you not seen the true arcade graphics version of this, or have you made it before? Uh, uh, no, okay. well, they, uh, I've played the arcade version, yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Uh, MK3? Oh, yeah, yeah, right, they've re-released it so many times. I'm sorry, you were just talking about the collections. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I have played the arcade cabinet as well. I told you, I went to a convention with it. So. That's right, that's right. Uh, it's just, it's, it's cool. The run button looks really out of place as this yellow button yep. beneath <laughs> your traditional high punch, low punch, block, high kick, low kick. Mm. Um, the other thing you should note for arcade collectors, so a lot of people were talking about, uh, you know that arcade one-up collection recently came out, at least in America, where uh, they sell them in Walmarts. It's 300 bucks and you get... Oh, yeah. uh, and you get those mini cabs like I have for my Street Fighter, and it's got Mortal Kombat 1, 2, and 3. And people are like, well, why don't you just make it with a real arcade? And aside from my discussion about the real arcade version, uh, what a lot of people don't talk about is you can get a JAMA adapter that will literally let you switch between the three arcades. You ready for this? The button mapping is different on all three games. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, Mortal Kombat <laughs> 2 is very similar. I think they've only, they only moved around one or two buttons. But Mortal Kombat mm -hmm. 3 is completely wired differently. And you got to know Ouch. what it means is the JAMA har harness expects button one to be, for example, I think it was weird. It was, I think it was high punch, block, low punch, low kick, high kick is buttons one, two, three, four, and five. And you can tell I've remapped this before. And I think on Mortal Kombat 2, it's high punch is one, high kick is two, um, low punch is three, low kick is four, block is five. So high kick and, and block just swap. Mm. But then 
for Mortal Kombat 3, I'm pretty sure it's low punch is one, high punch is two, low kick is three, high kick is four, block is five, run is six. Mm. And it might even be weird where start is six and run is seven. It's a bitch. Yeah. (laughs) And if you've ever tried to map it in MAME, you'll see that. Um, It's goofy. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, So, yeah, you're going to have to do some planning. And arcade manuals are available online. Check them out. What I said was, you know what's really easy is just buying this cabinet. If you just want Mortal Kombat 1, 2, and 3, and you want a cheaper version, because the average Mortal Kombat cabinet sells for about 600. I told you they're super heavy and all that stuff. This thing... With the riser, we'll run you about 350. You have to buy the riser to make it the right height. I think a lot of people are complaining way too much about how short those things are. When you put the riser on, they are perfect for a person up to six feet tall. My brother-in-law is six foot one. He said it seemed a little short, but he could easily play it. And he didn't have to bend down or sit down or anything. And if he sat on a on a stool, we have bar stools, he had no problems. But, you know, a lot of people don't want to sit to play arcades. I'm one of them. So... Um, but if you get that route, the emulation's a lot better. It runs great. And I will tell you, on a Raspberry Pi, Mortal Kombat 1, 2 uh, run okay. 3 does not run great. And UMK3 is even rougher. So this may be your best option, provided you're fine paying 300 bucks to just have an arcade that plays three games. You know what I mean? Um, yep. Some people that might be fine with that. And if you want to get crazy with it, there are ways to wire it so that you can boot either that main game or boot the uh, the, app, the Raspberry Pi, but then you also have to change all the button combinations and stuff. So it's going to be very weird. I wouldn't recommend it. Anyway, I digress. So with so the concept right is that Shao Kahn tries to he gets upset because Liu Kang again is the winner of the second tournament. Yep. <laughs> they just make Not him win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so no matter which one of the twelve characters you had win, it was supposed to be Liu Kang the whole time. The whole time. Yeah. Um, and uh, so Shao Kahn gets pissed off and he uh, tries to merge the realms and mm-hmm. in it. We get a combination of a lot of characters. Some go away, some return. Uh, some, yeah. some enemies become friends, some friends become enemies. Um, it seems like there's some weird responses in the character sheet, which we'll get to in a minute. But the overall feel of it was with run there and combos, there's this newfound focus to being uh, aggressive. Aggro, shall we say? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Broly. And I think there's even an aggressor meter. There's definitely one in con- in trilogy, but I think UMK3 had the aggressor meter too, didn't it? Uh, yeah, well, no, that's I thought trilogy introduced that. It's just trilogy, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> but there are large amounts of combos. There were always like pseudo combos, like in the first yeah. game, you could scorpion spear and then an attack, usually uppercut, or like Sub Zero, you finish hitting them and then you do the slide move and there were ways to juggle people in mortal Kombat uh in uh mortal Kombat 2 do you remember like katana you could raise people in the air with her fan you could do a jump kick throw a fan real quick in the air 
catch them on that and then sometimes even hit them one more time with a jump kick on their way to the ground. There were accidental mm. combos you could do. Um, with this one, they're a full-blown run-up to them and, you know, seven-hit combos with battle percentages and stuff like that. Like, it was built into the game. Um, mm. And the run button was a weird risk-reward kind of thing. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, And everything's just... A little bit faster this time. Yeah, that's what I feel. But definitely fast and frantic <laughs> this time. Uh, the frame rate seems smoother. That may not actually be the case, but the characters definitely move with a lot of uh, smoothness. We're get smoothness. We're getting a little closer to Street Fighter. I think we're not frame counting or anything, but we're getting a little close to Street Fighter tightness uh, or smoothness. But the tightness in in hits. And I think this is a very important thing to say. The way it feels when you connect a hit with somebody in those first three Mortal Kombat games, trill, uh, three including, is just so, um, I don't know how to say it. Like, it has some punctuation to it. You know what I mean? They are follow-through hard hits when you hit someone in these games. Uh, more so than I would say Street Fighter. Do you know what I'm mm. saying? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Like how a jump kick brings you to the ground or an uppercut sounds like something crazy. It'll bring you through and underneath floors nowadays. <laughs> yeah, you could get yeah, shot through the, through the roof in some levels. <laughs> yeah, so like I, I think there's just this, this hard connection to that. Uh, but again, everything kind of just moves a little bit smoother. Um, uh, but and, and then the soundtrack's more upbeat, you know what I mean? And that's why I talk about there's uh, like... Oh, yeah. There, there's even a level where uh, I'm trying to remember which one it is. I think it's the street where they do the remix of uh, of uh, Sonya and somebody else doing the ha. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. So uh, that's interesting. Um, and then, of course, we've already kind of talked about it, but the ability to um, uppercut somebody and knock them into a through the ground into a new area, uh, another level. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? So they make it like this epic thing as well, where it's like boom. Yes. <laughs> and there's like rubble falling down from there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Blocks break and everything, and you jump in. Uh, I thought it was kind of a cool transition move. It's just, I don't know how you don't expect <laughs> that to always yeah. happen, I guess. Mm. Um, but it's bright, it's colorful. Um, and for the most part, I think it was a move in the right direction. I think a lot of people dug the changes, but there were some apologists who were just like, no, I, I'm sticking to Mortal Kombat 2. This is my thing. Or non-apologists, sorry. And they were like, this is my thing. They fucked it up. The run button screws it up. I don't want true combos. And I don't like this weird aggressor type mentality to the game. Uh, and to be fair, it's easy to be stubborn when you've been playing a game, especially in arcades for two straight years, and you're probably pretty damn good at it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I, I knew people that were very sour on Mortal Kombat 3 that, that like, just like you said, they preferred two because of the, um, they didn't, they did not like the, the run and the combo stuff. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there was also, uh, combat codes, if you remember. Yeah, there was codes a... at the... It was in verses, wasn't it? When you had when you're playing against another human player, you had that opportunity. Is that the yes, where they and I think it was, where you're like, yeah, that they had the, yep. li- the live action actors facing off against each other. <laughs> so. Yep, and there was yeah on the versus screen, and there was different things you could type in. Of course, the most popular one being I think it was just low punch or just block, which would just do the middle one, and it would if you tap it once, and both people did it, uh, throwing would be disabled. So that was like an acknowledgement of that, and there were probably some people who 
really liked um, throwing and uh, didn't want you to disable that. So uh, the ultimate combat code that unlocks smoke is actually a code you type in um, when you beat the game. When you beat the game, you were given the ability to type in the ultimate combat code. And if you didn't, I think it showed it to you. All oh, right, I know that. And we didn't have cell phones back then, so the idea was you write <laughs> yeah, it down yeah. real quick, no and then you plunk it in the next time. Yeah, <laughs> and I think once you put it in, I forgot if it was for the day, like until the arcade got reset, or permanently it would unlock smoke. That's pretty I cool. Forgot. Yeah, I think it was permanently. Honestly, um, I know the other code in Ultimate was permanent, but anyway. Um, I could see that if they reset it, or if they change the cabinet, or whatever. I could see that being reset though. Yeah, and I forget which one they went with on the original Mortal Kombat 3. Uh, that's the other challenge is Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 hit in arcades pretty fast after this. Um, where they did a full-blown update. But um, Here we go. The arcade owner could reset this code at the diagnostic menu, so it's up to you to do it. There we go. Mm. So... Um, we should also point out the codes and everything were now starting to hit the internet. And the... The cat was out of the bag on moves and stuff like that. So there was a big business model in being the magazine that published the moves. So things were figured out much quicker because they wanted those moves and, and codes and fatalities and everything to be known from the onset. And I think in the home versions, the moves are just flat out in the instruction manual, if I well, recall. I, well, I've got, I've got the PS1 version, and that does have the moves in the manual, but it doesn't have the fatalities. Just, ah, just the so they hadn't quite gone all the way. I oh, think yeah. in Trilogy, the manual has the moves and fatalities, though. The I, I, funny if my version of Trilogy doesn't have a manual, but my version of 4 does, and that does have the fatalities. So. Okay. Uh, so, I, and I might be able to track, check Trilogy in a minute, but... Uh, mm. All right, you want to talk about... And, and real quick, the backgrounds were cool. There were some cool worlds, and I liked what they did. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you have any inherent issues with any of the backgrounds or any ones that stand out to you as like really cool? I think I've, I've, I like the sort of the ambience of the backgrounds in this one. Like, you know, the you mentioned the street level, like it had this kind of like wind blowing across. Like, so I had this True. You know, sense newspapers of newspapers and stuff. Which is, probably, which is kind of cool. I mean, obviously, it's not as um, you know, vibrant as, say, a Street Fighter 2 or anything, but it's still, for more combat, it felt like a bit of a step forward. Um, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's funny, for this one, I know, it's, it's more, I did, I did like the change that they moved it to sort of like a city setting. I did kind of dig that. Cause it's, mm -hmm. but it, looking back on it now, it, it comes across as quite generic, but for more combat for that time, that was different. It, you know, they moved from the, because it was Outworld for two, and then one was, what, what was that? Was it Outworld as well? It was a bit of a mix, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, two was Outworld. Uh, yeah. One was supposed to both. be on Earth, really, mm. like in that in that foreign island or whatever. Um, but this is, yeah, obviously the merging of the two. So, but yeah, I think I guess the one that stand out the most is the there's that level where it starts off at the bottom where you got that kind of like portal thing where it's that big mouth skull mouth that has the big beam in it. And then mm -hmm. um, if you knock somebody up, you go into this kind of like, so it's like this somewhat cathedral-ish kind of level. Um, yeah. I don't know. Which way I'm on Tara. Yeah, I really like the cathedral level, actually, yeah. with the candelabras and oh, everything. Oh, I love that bit. And yeah, the, uh, yeah, the dragon that. in stained glass. Yeah, yeah, that was really nice. Um, uh, there's also a graveyard level, which I kind of dug as well. I don't know why. but Because there, there, was there, cool. there like a was somebody's name was on one of the gravestones somewhere wasn't it was it boone or yeah something? it's uh boone and tobias are on <laughs> gravestones. there might even be more actually now that i think about it but yeah um 
I really like the cathedral level, so you took one of mine. The other one I liked was you could knock them to the rooftop where you would get to see kind of the big purple portal twister thing merging the two realms. Mm. But I liked the inside area that kind of looked like a bank vault almost um, mm. and like a really nice fancy lobby with red carpet and gold and everything like that. That was probably one of my favorite interior levels. But you didn't see it very often because when she it said, popped yeah. up, it was only a matter of time until somebody got uppercutted and you were on the roof. Yep. So bit like the subway. That was the downside, <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, also we should note that in this game's plot, um, I forget even what the canonical ending is supposed to be because in this round, everybody has their own reasons for fighting. So the main tournament is actually not a large concept. Everybody's fighting for their own stuff. Uh, Johnny Cage has his own story. Night Nightwolf has his own Night story. Wolf. Striker has his own. We won't get into all of them. You can read up on these. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Shiva's got her own. Um, Kano's got his own. All the ninjas have their own story. <laughs> Oh, that are all not, they're not all in it yet. They're not, they're, you're, you're going ahead a bit. So. <laughs> well, no, no, no. What I'm saying is oh, any ninjas the... that appear, yeah, there's because there's four in the main one. There's Cyrax, Sector, I forget, Smoke, yeah, and sorry, I, I forgot you're talking about the robots as well. <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. The robo-cyber, yeah. We haven't gotten to them. You don't know their characters yet if you're just listening, but yeah. Um, and then, of course, Kitana and Liu Kang have their own side story because uh, they be getting down. <laughs> anyway, um... See the movie. You can figure out why. Yeah. Uh, but no. Um, so let's get into the characters. Uh, so we have, uh, let's just go with them, ketchup and mustard. Um, that was what they were <laughs> called before they were officially named at the end. Yeah. Uh, but this is uh, the cyborg assassins. Uh, mustard is Cyrax. I bet you can't guess why. He's a big yellow cyborg. He's yellow colored. He's Lin Kuei cyber assassin, which memory serves. Wasn't the Lin Kuei Sub-Zero's uh, yep. <laughs> group? Um, he is kind of like the Predator. Uh, they both look like the Predator with the uh, tendrils that are like dreadlocks. <laughs> yeah. And their cyborg stuff. But this guy drops uh, bombs that blow up near and far. He can shoot out the uh, cyber webs um, and... Uh, he has a fun self-destruct where he blows himself up and <laughs> the opponent <laughs> as one of his fatalities. Um, then Ketchup is played by Sector, uh, which is the red Lin Kuei cyber assassin. Um, and he used missiles, homing missiles. Let's see what else. Oh, he could do the really annoying the telep- um, uppercut through the ground. Yeah, yeah. teleport. Cut, yeah, uppercut. Yeah. Uh, and uh, just a missile, play missile and a home missile. Mm-hmm that he had the absurd compressor fatality oh gosh yeah. where he had a full-blown <laughs> compressor come out and squish you um let's see here uh we have smoke so th- he's also a cyborg ninja yep. in this one mm-hmm. um he is he's got the best indigo colored he's gray <laughs> or the worst um if you watch that <laughs> fatalities video i put up it's one of people uh midway's uh least favorite fatalities but it's is the it? one where he blows up the whole <laughs> earth. Quite, quite literally yeah the whole world i that one was uh, pretty bad. Um, he is Lin Kuei as well. Um, so there you go. Um, then let's see. We got Cabal. He's new. Mm-hmm. Um, he was uh, the respirator guy. <laughs> <laughs> he is a former member of the Black Dragon, which is, of course, Kano's mob. Um, he was probably the scariest new character, in my opinion. 
Um, yeah, because he, he had the dash. And he, well, he, I, I always thought he was kind of like a cross between like a horror movie trope as well. Because he had those hooks. <laughs> those, yeah, he had the big yeah fish hook um, things. He had, yeah, yeah, yeah. The fish hook things. He was creepy to look at. Right before Bane was a thing, he was just like, "Hello, oh, yeah. Batman." Um, oh, was it his, but, uh, one of it? Wasn't one of his fatalities? He takes his mask off and scares show you. His <laughs> face and you lose your soul. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> His dash move was crazy. It was really funny, though, because they traded it off with a move that was completely useless, which was his buzzsaw that comes through the ground. (laughs) The reason it was completely useless was it was a huge uh, series of frames of animation, well over 60 frames of animation, well over a second for him to do it. And if you hit him at any time, the buzzsaw would immediately disappear. So it was very hard to catch someone with that one um, unless you froze them first. But his spin move was hard to dodge. It was fast. It was quicker, in my opinion, than the projectiles of like Sub-Zero or Scorpion. And um, his combo was really easy and it was strong, which was, if you remember, it's low kick, low kick, uppercut, jump kick, fireball. Um, That took off like 20-something percent. Uh, So four of those and you're done for. And it made you live in perpetual fear as to whether or not somebody was going to use that against you. Uh, Cabal was was, uh, a force to be reckoned with. He was my main on Mortal Kombat 3 because he was cheap as fuck. <laughs> so well, Nightwolf, yeah. everybody needs their token Native American, and yep. this is ours. Um, Nightwolf, <laughs> that, that yeah. very strong delivery of the Nightwolf. Nightwolf. <laughs> uh, what do you think of Nightwolf? Uh, I, I can't. Talk. He's all right. Yeah, he wasn't my main character, but um, I mean, he had some cool. Uh, I like he had some edit, cool yeah. combos. Mm. The tomahawk seemed dumb. His mm-hmm. spiritual tomahawk that was just like a stronger uppercut. <laughs> yeah, basically. But he had his projectile, and I even forget his third move. Oh, he could... Re- he Actually, his ability to ricochet projectiles back at you was pretty ah, good. Ah, yes. That was, yeah, that was the, quite a good one, actually. Very Twitch-heavy, though. Like, there was a lot of Twitch gameplay involved in this. This is another reason why people started to not like Mortal Kombat, but... Um, then we've got Sindel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's good. Yep. <laughs> Queen Sindel, Shao Kahn's uh, plus one, and um, Kitana's mom. Mm-hmm. That I think hair. she's Melina's <laughs> mom also, right? Is she Melina? Anyway, yeah, she's got the Alvira look, but it's it's down and long. Mm-hmm. The Bride of Frankenstein look. She was fun. She could uh, yeah. scream at you. She could fly. She could shoot fireballs oh, yeah. on the she ground and, and jumping. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that one. Yeah, she could, yeah, bitch could fly. Just... Yeah, she was a force to be reckoned with. Um, you could get real cheesy with her. Uh, real cheesy. So, um, And she had the fabulous fatality where she screamed really loud and your skin just came off. Well, that's that one where she wraps up her hair around you and then just like, pulls and you apart. Just that's bones <laughs> just fly. Yeah, those were fun. Um... There's Shiva. So Shiva oh, yeah. was kind of cool. She uh, she had forearms. She was like uh, part of, of Goro's Goros, um, yeah. Yeah, the Shokan race ah, is it, yeah, what the they're called. Yes, uh, I looked it up. Um, so uh, she had a lot of his moves too. She could shoot a fireball. She could do the stomp, the, uh, mm-hmm. the jump up stomp, um, which was annoying. Um, she bled green, I thought was a nice touch. Yeah, I think that was what I was going to say because the, the robots kind of bled oil or whatever yes, they, they <laughs> bled black like, yeah <laughs> so she had a really interesting deep like monstrous voice like the Hoorah! oh yeah that's quite like disturbing on the mega drive i remember that. <laughs> yeah the mega drive didn't the genesis didn't sample that great uh sounded kind of rough but uh yeah so 
Uh, she was interesting, um, and I do remember her fun fatality where she grabbed you with all four arms and ripped you in half like a yep. phone book. The Superman fatality. And then, of course, the least necessary character of all time, Curtis Stryker, or the most necessary, depending <laughs> on how people yes. look at him. <laughs> most generic, I'd say. He has a fucking gun. Oh. <laughs> yeah. When you select him, you know, he shoots into the sky. It's just like... Yeah, yeah, he does. He does. Brap, brap. He's got his Glock. His Glock 9. Um, he had some fun moves though. He has the Billy Club and he does the does, dash yeah. across the screen where he throws people. That was so annoying to get hit by. Grenade. Um, he he threw grenades. Yeah, where he could throw high, low, or both. Mm-hmm. He was like a derivative of Johnny Cage's original uh, green moves from the second game, and he was annoying with that because you never knew which one you would throw. And why wouldn't you just throw the both? Mm-hmm. But anyway, um. And I do believe he's got a fatality where he tases you till you burn in the smoke <laughs> yeah, to death. For pretty uh, much, so. yeah. <sighs> Striker's dumb. Oh, he also had the Billy Club sweep, right? You could sweep somebody, but why not just do a special move where you sweep someone yeah. with a Billy Club? Because why not? Um, yeah. Then we've got the returning characters. So there's Jax. He's back. Jax. Um, oh, we've met Lance this time. He has metal arms? He's had his arms ripped off. Mm-hmm. Ironic, because that was his fatality in Mortal Kombat <laughs> yeah, 2. Yeah, we talked about it, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, he's had his arms ripped off. Uh, actually, no, they weren't ripped off. Weren't they just bionic implants he put in because he wanted them to be badass? And they Probably, even lean yeah. into that in... So if you want some really goofy oh, yeah, retelling the of movie, the storyline, <laughs> Mortal Kombat Armageddon is not a good movie. Isn't I mean, it Armageddon? An- an- annihilation. <laughs> annihilation, sorry. I, I get my hardcore... I love that title, though. Armageddon's actually the third one in the PlayStation trilogy, right? Isn't it? Uh, uh, yeah, it's the final. That's Deadly the Alliance, then Deception, then, then Armageddon. Uh, then Armageddon. Yeah. I've just now learned that uh, from doing those videos. Um, and fun fact, uh, um, Deadly Alliance doesn't have a special edition. So that's why there's only two videos. Um, and there's no arcade port of Mortal Kombat 2. They did one and Ultimate 3. <laughs> I don't know why. Um but uh, on PS2, that is. Uh, but uh, but yeah. Um, and I just realized the arcade collections are also on those Midwest Midway Treasures that are on PS2. Oh yeah, they are, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, and Xbox and whatnot. But anyway, uh, I digress. So Jax, the yeah, uh, Annihilation has hilarious examples of how the events of Mortal Kombat Three come to pass. I think they're great. Um, but yeah, so Jax, uh, he has mostly his same moves. He can do the gotcha grab. He's got his his uh, ground pound. He's got his pink wave. But he's also got one where he speed attacks the screen. Everybody got like a speed attack. Yeah. Do you remember his charge or whatever? Mm-hmm. Very easy to duck under and uppercut him. But anyway. And he has the laziest fatality where he just grows <laughs> to 30 feet big. tall because yeah. why not and just stomps you. Because why mm-hmm. not? Um because of reasons. <laughs> yeah. Kano came back. Yeah, uh, I think did, it's yeah. to yeah connect everything with Sonya, who spoilers will also come back and Jax. Um, but he comes back. He returns. He's done by Richard Divizio again. Um, clearly, they brought back Sonya and Kano. So uh, the fans, I'm guessing, really chimed in on them being missing from two, or people just wanted them back. Um, yeah. But Kano's kind of the same. He's still got his ball, but he can go up or out. Um, he can still throw his blades. Um, mm. I think that's about it for his moves. Uh, and I don't even remember his fatalities. Does he have the, a heart ripper? He's it's not an eye, doesn't it? It's the laser, the, you know, the laser, the laser thing. Eye. La- laser eye does the burn. <laughs> True. 
Um, then we've got Sonya Blade, so she comes back. Um, she was weird. She kind of got Katana's moves a little bit. She got the square wave punch. Oh, no, wait. Katana took that from her. Mm. I just remember... I don't even remember her moves, actually. I remember she had the Sonya, quick waves. Sonya Blade's kind of back to where she was before, the first one. Okay, she's, they just kind of made her the same again. Pretty much, yeah, because she even wears the same kind of outfit, really. Her like costume's kind of the same. Yeah, she <laughs> threw a t-shirt over it, but that's about it. A white t-shirt. Mm. And it's not even... It's like a crop top. Um... But uh, yeah, she's put it in a ponytail this time. Mm. So fatality is still the same. And she does the kiss of death thing, just like the first one. Well, each person has two fatalities. We'll talk about it in a minute. But each person has two fatalities. But I know one is her kiss of death, and I forgot what her other one is. Yeah, didn't she grab you with the leg grab and split you in half? Well, that's definitely in four because I played that recently. But I don't know if that's that's her four one. one. Okay, yeah. Sorry. Um, Let's see. Kung Lao's back. Played by a new person, but Kung Lao's back. He's relatively the same. Yep. The only thing is his hat, you no longer control and make it go high or low. It's just, yeah, uh, it's, it's so kind of like a lob. <laughs> so straight. Yeah, it's like it, a it, it kind lob. of like, it, it's, it's um, they seem to change the angle of it as well, don't they? It's like, it's on a side view this time as opposed to where it was before. Yeah. It's on a side view and it's kind of, like I said, a lob. It's kind of like a, uh, it's a lower attack move. Um, yeah. So there's that. But otherwise, he doesn't really change. Um, his fatalities, I don't even remember. I didn't really use. He does him that, um, that spinny one, you know, where he just—I think he spins on the spot, and then it brings them into. Oh, him and, and they he blow brings up. you in, yeah. Yeah. He's had that spin move nobody ever used, where he pressed up and low kick a lot, and he spun around, and it was like an uppercut. Again, it was a, a pseudo uppercut. Mm. But his dash down with the jump kick though is is huge, uh, mm. even now. Um, Liu Kang comes back now. Liu Kang. <laughs> He's still the same, right? He's got the bicycle yep, kick, the he's got the dash, he's got the fireballs. The only thing that's notable about Liu Kang in this one is that he just drops a Mortal Kombat 1 arcade on your head as one of his fatalities. <laughs> is it? Yeah, because reasons. Uh, I love it. <laughs> it's absurd. I well, love they, it. they finally gave him two decent fatalities because he does that one and another one is where he sort of teleports into you and you burn burn into fire for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just kind of Shaolin monks himself inside of you and you become a lotus. Um, so then there's Sub-Zero and this is notable. Sub-Zero's unmasked. Yeah, this is different. So, yeah. Big old scar on his face. <laughs> yeah, it's a red line. He paints a red line over it because he's scared to talk about it because he doesn't have the whited out eye yet. Mm. He does have the scar. And so, yeah, it, it's it's pretty much Sub-Zero. It, he yeah. has some... Well, he so he's got the ice blast. I don't think he has the ground slide anymore. He does the one where he makes a clone of himself, yeah, right? That's right. Yeah, he's got loads of ice moves this time. He's got he's got one where he sort of and he'll rain ice. He aims it. Yeah. He aims at the ceiling and it comes down on you from above, so it showers down. Yeah, either in front of you or behind you, which is a fun little piece of trickery on the. Again, it's like twitch stuff. It's like, do you block or move forward or backwards? Mm. Um. And I'm trying to remember his. I think he does have the rip the spinal column off fatality. I think they brought that back, but I can't remember now. Maybe that was classic Sub-Zero, which we'll mm. talk about him in a minute. Um, do you remember either of his fatalities? <sighs> I, I, I just okay. don't. Yeah, so. Very notable. Very notable. Uh, and then last but not least is Shang Tsung. This will be the last time Shang Tsung can actually turn into people. Mm. Um Right? He could still do that in this one. Yeah, that yeah, was the yeah, huge so. load times that was such a big problem for everybody. <laughs> yeah. So Shang Tsung could still turn into everybody. He still 
He was kind of the same guy. He still used the fireballs, only this time he could not only throw them at you, they'd come up through the ground, although maybe they came up through the ground in the other one? No, yeah, they, they, they did. No, not, not in the other they one, did? only this one. Yeah, this one they did. Okay. He had a slightly different look, but he still kind of seemed the same. He looked a little bit more like uh, somebody who should be in a Baz Luhrmann film, you know, like mm-hmm. he's straight out of Moulin Rouge with love in this one. He even has a do-rag on. I, I dig it. I dig it the most. But for the most part, Shang Tsung's kind of the same. Um, he'll still lift you up and steal your soul. <laughs> yep. He'll still do that. Um, I just quickly so. looked up Sub-Zero as well because it was actually quite forgettable. It's, the, it's basically okay. where he just breathes ice on you and you fall down and shatter. That's it. <laughs> That's fantastic. Dumb. So, and, and then, then the what's other, his other one? His I other, gotta know his other one. His other one is where he just picks you up into the sky. He splits you in half. That's it. <laughs> oh, does he pick you up? He ices you and he rips you in yeah, half because you're it. frozen. That's okay. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not that memorable. That's why we forgot. <laughs> so. Wow. And looking at how long it's taking us to get through Mortal Kombat, three, I don't think we're going <laughs> to get to four. Just to, saying right now. Um, in fact, we're probably going to have to. Uh, wrap up the other special forces and mythologies. Although I think we can knock those out in half an hour because I, I, I realized so, yeah. how weak they are. But anyway, boss characters are Motaro. Motaro's a centaur, a cyborg centaur yep. with a cyborg tail. He was a bitch, but he was pretty cool looking in my opinion. I liked Motaro as a boss. Oh yeah, but buddy, how I also liked boss. how they called him Motaro. <laughs> I liked how the, the announcer. Yeah. This was a new type of announcer, right? It, yeah, it, it wasn't Shang Tsung no, it wasn't, or yeah. Shao Kahn. Yeah, right. it was somebody else. And then Shao Kahn, in what was kind of lazy to me, returns as the final boss. He's practically the same as well. He's not really any different. His right. moves are pretty much the same. Well, he gets one new move, which I hate. Well, I think it's a new move. The dash attack, where he shoots forward with the shadows. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that one. And I hated that attack, <laughs> and that's more of this... Increase the speed kind of shit. Yeah, because he just plows. He just does that constantly. (laughs) And they knew he was cheap because he talked shit a lot more in this one. He would stop and laugh or he would, you weak, pathetic fool. (laughs) You know, like he'd do all that stuff from before. I also uh, really, yeah, he was just a bitch. I didn't like that he came back. I didn't like that this was their answer to it. I didn't like any of it. Um, but whatever, he was our last boss. I was less and less interested in the campaign at this point, so there was that. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah, so here was your characters. I really quickly want to talk about the notable missing people. So Johnny Cage, the, the plot was he was killed. Mm-hmm. I think Johnny Cage is in the cemetery. So obviously Johnny oh, Cage not here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, pissed a lot of people off. Scorpion was gone. Ed Boon's yep. favorite. They excised him. And some people had an issue with how Sub-Zero looked, but uh, okay. Mm. Um, we lost all the ninjas, didn't we? Blay, or, Pretty much. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, the ninja girls. Katana, Molina, and Jade are gone, right? Yep, they're all here. Yeah, that's true. They're all gone. That was a big deal. They're lucky they didn't do that in 2019. The internet would have lost their shit. <laughs> um, Baraka's gone. Lots of people liked Baraka. Although he was slow, and with everybody rushing in, I could see how his scissor blades move would just be kind of unfair. 
So I don't know what you do with Baraka. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? Mm. Raiden's gone. Yes, I forgot Raiden's gone. Raiden's gone. Raiden's gone. Reptile's gone. Who else is gone? I think that's it. I think that's it. But what do you think of this roster? I mean, I, yeah, I, I, it was a bit disappointing to lose favorite fighters. Definitely, just Scorpion was a bit of a like a that's a notable. I was like, wow, because <laughs> he's a fan. Yeah, definitely, definitely was a fan favorite of mine. I'd say. Um, yeah, but. I don't know. It was, it was an it was an interesting choice um, to go that route, but yeah, I, I wasn't. It, but they seem to like make up for it quite soon later, shall we say, when they re- release the next updates. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, I uh, and and I do remember um, that uh, when it hit. Uh, well, actually, we'll talk about a couple of things, and we'll real quick talk about when it hit home. But um, so the big thing here was. Um, also with the fatalities and stuff was um, you could, you had two fatalities for each character. I think we've kind of touched on enough of those. Mm-hmm. You had a friendship and a babality again. And yep. <laughs> you had mercy. Do you remember that? Where you gave them a second chance. They got like a little bit of health and they came back to life. Oh, I don't remember that one. <laughs> yeah. Shows mercy. And maybe that was only an ultimate because they had brutalities. Was brutalities Bru- only ultimate? That was a uh, trilogy. Yeah. That was just trilogy. Just trilogy. So then mercy might have been only trilogy. Mm. I'm sorry, I'm getting my lines crossed. Um, and then there was animalities. Animal- they finally did yeah. animalities. <laughs> and there are two things that I think are bullshit. One, why just reboot? Um, uh, well, there were three problems. One. They just became weird, fully colored hues of animals. Yeah, they weren't sort of, yeah, that's that lot. I think that was because they quickly pushed those through. You know what I mean? Mm. Two, um, why is Liu Kang's the dragon again? They couldn't think of anything yeah. else. Mm-hmm. Just redo his, his one. And then you know what I'm about to say is the ultimate problem, right? <laughs> is that Scorpion becomes a penguin for his animality. <laughs> oh, wait, that's because... He's not in this one. Damn it. Never mind. <laughs> but I think somebody else, maybe even Kano, becomes a scorpion. Somebody, I think, uh, Shever, I think, is a scorpion, I think. Okay. Yeah. And I think they did that because Scorpion's not in this one. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, and so when Mortal Kombat 3 came home, so it came out on Genesis and Genesis Mega Drive and Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. um, they had to be stripped down a little bit. Um I don't think the character rosters or anything were stripped down, but there was just sacrifices that needed to be made. I forgot what they were. I don't want to be too nitpicky. Do you remember anything off the top of your head? Uh, well, for the Mega Drive one, obviously, it's, um, you know, I think it's audio. Is the main, it's one of the main ones. Sure, um, audio, yeah. Uh, that, well, one of the obvious ones was uh, details in the levels. Like, yeah, you're going back to mm. the infamous cathedral level. You remember you had, like, the candles which were in front of the screen? Um, those are kind of yeah. like absent in the Mega Drive version. The Mega Drive version appeared to like cut down a lot of bits. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think because they did have stage fatalities in this game as well. At least they had at least one. That was that one. They that did. I, think that, I don't think you could do those. There were two. Oh, there was the subway where you would hit the guy on the train tracks and he'd get hit. Yeah. And then there was the pit three where you were in like a bell tower and you'd knock him through all the levels and yeah, you'd get spikes yeah. at the bottom. Yeah. Mm. 
But a uh, um, lot of, you know, people were take it or leave it. The blood wasn't as big of a deal. Definitely at home, people didn't care. We were moving into new consoles was the other problem. This came out at the same time as PlayStation and Saturn were hitting. Yeah. So um, they had planned to do... Um, versions on the Jaguar and the 3DO, which never ended up coming out. Oh, and Saturn. Mm-hmm. Um, Saturn would get Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, and for some weird reason, PlayStation would not. PlayStation got uh, Mortal Kombat 3, and actually, I'm looking here, apparently, it was... So Sony paid $12 million for the timed exclusive. I found that out. <laughs> and apparently, it was uh, on, on 32-bit consoles... And it was um, arcade uh, complete. Mm. So it was pretty much the arcade game. So there were portable versions. I didn't even bother with these. I remember they were in halves. And I remember Mortal Kombat 3 um, was in halves on the Sega channel. But I wouldn't really count that as mattering. Mm. <clears throat> um, so Mortal Kombat 3 was, 3 was cool. You either liked it or you didn't. Yeah, that's how I remember... Good, good yeah, I remember just being a fan, so I picked it up, and I wasn't ready for a PlayStation yet. I wouldn't get a PlayStation until 96. Mm-hmm. There was a big money thing for that. Um, and I just remember still thinking Mortal Kombat 2 is the best, and I think that's the probably the biggest problem, was I still thought Mortal Kombat 2 is the best. Um, but 3 I took. Mm-hmm. I was cool with 3. I was cool playing 3 in the arcades. Um, and then they didn't have... Uh, they they didn't have a whole lot of time though until right after all the home console versions hit in November of ninety five this same year, boom, <laughs> you get Ultimate Mortal Kombat three on, um, arcades on uh, on arcades yeah mm-hmm. North America again only, mm-hmm. and this this not in arcades but in in other areas this pissed people off, I will say. Mm. Um, <laughs> I think even arcade owners got kind of pissed off on that. Um, but uh, let's see. I was trying to remember why. I don't know if they ever gave a reason why they chose to do it this way. Yeah, development wasn't explained. Um, but it was basically a overhaul of Mortal Kombat 3. Pretty much, yeah. More characters, so. more everything, really. Um, more yep, stages. So they added characters. Mm-hmm. They added... Um, Four characters to the roster. Do you remember who they were? Uh, Jade was one. Not the three special ones, but the four new characters, yeah. Yeah, I think Jade, Scorpion, Reptile, and uh, I can't remember the last one. Okay, Katana. Is it Katana? Yeah, there you go. Very, yeah. yeah, very good of you to have to remember all those, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and, uh, and then um, secretly in Combat Codes, uh, you could unlock Classic Sub-Zero, which, what the fuck? Ermac <laughs> <laughs> and Melina. Oh, yeah. Melina, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so they all came back. Ermac, um, I thought was funny because it was just like, oh, oh, red. remember this guy? Yeah, yeah. He's red. <laughs> and his moves were just kind of like, what the hell? Um, but, uh, but yeah. Um, I will say that Ultimate was allowed as a free upgrade to arcade owners. I remember that. Yep. Um, and so that's why everybody upgraded to Ultimate 3. Um, there were very few arcades that kept regular 3. And it makes sense. These are some favorites. Yeah. So um, 
I remember it not being uh, that big a deal, aside from the fact that everybody seemed to be Jade and um, Scorpion after this. Mm. Um, Scorpion hadn't changed really at all, and neither had Jade really. She had a staff now. She had a staff now, yeah, yeah. Um, But what people did was they just made her invincible to projectiles and just ran at you and beat the shit out of you. (laughs) And threw you all the time. Anyone playing Jade didn't want to disable throws. (laughs) (laughs) Um, now here's my question. Did you play ultimate a whole lot and did you indulge at home? I didn't play ultimate much at all, to be perfectly honest, until I, until it came available later for 360 and PC. So, okay. Mm-hmm. So real quick, I'm just going to dance over this because yep. there's not a whole lot to talk about. They added a couple of levels. I really liked the most notable one was the desert where Cyrax is dying. <laughs> That's back. quite funny. Yeah. It's, it was always my favorite to do when you could uh, de- go into debug menus to do Cyrax versus Cyrax on that level. It was just fun and absurd. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there were a couple of new backgrounds. Um, that was Jade's desert, desert, by the way. Um, and I think they rotated them out. There was also like a harbor or like a sewer or something. Mm. It looked like a weird, anyway, nothing real notable about the backgrounds. Um, but, uh, yeah, people didn't even, I didn't really see Katana or Reptile getting touched much. In fact, if you were to quiz me, is Reptile in Mortal Kombat 3 or Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, I think I would have answered wrong. <laughs> right? Does he have his full Reptile face the whole time now? No, no, that's not yet. That's, um, so he was yeah, still Green still Ninja? Still Green Ninja, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, I remember he had the weird spirit fingers that he always moved in like a weird pattern. Mm. Uh, Scorpion, I think, did that too. But anyway... Classic Sub-Zero, Yawn, Ermac, no one used. Melina was okay for those Melina users. I was kind of a Melina user. With her zip through the floor jump kick and her round ball, she was fun to use mm-hmm. um, and uh, and whatnot. I don't remember a whole lot about their fatalities. And I remember it just, yeah, it, it, it really did just become a handful of people stuck with Cabal and who was the other really popular guy? Uh, Sector. I'm trying to remember who's super, what? Sector. It's popular. No, but it might have been Cyrax. Might have been the Cyber Ninja. I just remember Cabal specifically and then somebody else. And then I remember Scorpion and Jade. Mm -hmm. And those were basically the four people that people rotate around. You'd eventually get pissed off fighting these people and you'd just end up doing that. Um, And uh, I remember it wasn't that big of a deal... Uh, Scorpion's animality was a penguin that drops an egg and it blows up and that pissed everybody off. Um, <laughs> and then uh, somehow, I'm guessing it has to do with the the exclusives and whatnot. Sega got the exclusives on this one and they don't talk about how Sega got the exclusives as far as I could see. Huh. Um, but I know Avalanche and Williams were set to make the SNES version um, and there were limitations on the SNES cartridge so they didn't. The Genesis version did come out, um, but the port got really cropped down. Shiva was removed. Oh, wait. It looks like Super NES did get a port of this. Oh, wow. Did it? Huh. Interesting. No, I don't see it. Oh, yeah, it did. It did. Hmm. Oh. Ultimate did come out. Oh, look at that. In Europe and North America. Anyway. I didn't remember Ultimate on Super NES. Sorry, Genesis fanboy over here. I didn't buy it on Genesis either. Um, I do know it came on Saturn, and some people chose to get Saturn. By about this time, I was kind of done with Mortal Kombat. 
Yep. Uh, it came out summer of 96 for Saturn. Um, so, uh, and I was kind of done. Uh, and I'll tell you why I was more interested. First of all, I decided with PlayStation. Yep. So I didn't have a Saturn. And two, Mortal Kombat Trilogy was much more interesting to me. And I think that's why PlayStation didn't get Ultimate. Mm. Was because Trilogy was an easier way to do it. Mm. Um, I'm trying to see. But there were a bunch of stripped down items in Super NES. If you want to know, um, Scorpion had his Hellraiser fatality moved. Oh. Noob Saibot. Uh, Shiva was removed. Wow. Shao Kahn had lost treasures. That was removed. Ermex fatality was altered. Um, animalities were removed. <laughs> Oh, the mercy move was how you did an animality. I was right. Okay, so you did a mercy, and when you beat them, you could do it. Um, all three characters were playable outside of the box. Rain and Noob Psy Bot, which were secret characters, were made playable. Uh, okay. um, Genesis, kind of the same thing. Katana's Kiss of Death only inflates the head. Scorpion's Hellraiser was different. Sonya's Friendship from Mortal Kombat 3 was used. Um... Treasure chest only has 10 boxes. Shiva's gone. Uh, only six of the backgrounds came back. Bosses were playable without needs of codes. Bra- huh. Brutalities wow. were also in there. Brutalities. Shang Tsung can morph into robot smoke, noob cybot, and rain, which is not possible in the arcades. Nightwolf's given a red shadow. Um, there is Pong. Entitled Mortal Kombat 4. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so, yeah. Um, what I understand is uh, there are some removals of the uh, Sega Saturn version, but uh, but it's relatively arcade perfect. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, there you go. And then the PlayStation 2 version that came with my special edition of Armageddon is near arcade perfect. Mm. However, it's impossible to save the unlocked characters. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, anything you want to say about Trilogy, or sorry, about 3 before we move to Trilogy? Well, I, it's uh, kind of like you, you said that you're kind of done with Walker. I'd say I kind of agree that sort of. Free was maybe the start of the initial downslide for Mortal Kombat before one last little hurrah, should we say, which is what we're moving on to now. <laughs> so, Yeah, Mortal Kombat Trilogy was so absurd I was down for it. So this game only came out on the N64, which was actually done by uh, Midway. Mm. And then Avalanche Software handled the PlayStation port, which is ironic because I feel like the PlayStation 4, uh, PlayStation version is better mm. than Midway's version. Um <clears throat> this one came out in the fall of 96. Um, you guys got it uh, in December of 96. So, um, and uh, so this one does add the aggressor bar I was talking about. Yep. But this basically gives you a full roster of basically... Everybody. Uh, how many times can I say basically? Uh, well, on Nintendo 64, it's kind of like Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 with... Um, Goro, Motaro, Kintaro, and Shao Kahn as playable characters. Otherwise, it's pretty much Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. Mm. That's it. Um, I guess it adds Rain and Noob Saibot. It also um, adds like um, 
it's four of the characters. You can press the select. I'm talking about the PlayStation version here. You press the select button. You can change. Well, so the, we'll talk about PlayStation yeah. in a minute. This is so. This is the basis for N64. So essentially, N64 is roughly just Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. Mm. It's their version of Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, which also has playable bosses. Um, it is cart based, which is kind of cool. And I've never checked if Shang Tsung can morph. Let's see real quick. Um, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I'll just assume he can. But Due to cartridge limitations, oh. blah, 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 blah. 30 characters are included. Okay, so the classic versions. So these classic versions you were talking about where you can hit the select screen, uh, which are classic versions of Jax, Kung Lao, Kano, and Raiden are in there. <laughs> so you become the PS or the MK2 version of Jax or the MK3 version. You hit the select button and I forget what you hit on N64. You can be PS2 or PS3 version of Kung Lao. You can be PS1 or PS3 or sorry, MK1 or MK3 version of Kano and MK1 or MK3 ver- or sorry, MK1 or MK2 version of Raiden. <laughs> um So, uh the people always ask why Sonya's Version doesn't come into it, and that's because Elizabeth Malecki wouldn't give her likeness for the yeah. um, Mortal Kombat 1 version. Although, like you said, she doesn't really change, so it doesn't matter that much. Um, i trying to remember who else we forgot that had like a 3 and 2 version that didn't move over. But I don't know. Maybe that's the only one. But I think that's um, it, really. Yeah. And, and yeah, you've got a decent amount of characters that make up mostly the trilogy. Um I forgot what else is on the uh, the the PlayStation version, but there's 37 characters. Yep. <laughs> so it's it's just everybody. It's basically everybody can fight everybody, um, which is pretty cool. A, <laughs> yeah, and I never realized that PlayStation Mortal Kombat trilogy and Saturn Ultimate Mortal Kombat three is kind of like trilogy as well, just different names and stuff. But either way. Uh, I thought in PlayStation the big deal was all of the backgrounds are in there, all of the maybe it's just a a uh, greatest hits, um, and then they create like crazy stuff like classic Raiden's uh, friendship and like um, I think they each get animalities and stuff. I don't know. There was just a lot of just random fan servicey shit all throughout it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And they advertise that brutality is on the box, which are just so pointless okay. <laughs> yeah, brutalities were just you beat the shit out of somebody until 700 red cages came out and... <laughs> pretty much yep that's it so um <clears throat> but uh okay first found in the mega drive genesis slash uh, snes ports of umk3 so there you go yep uh the battle arenas were from mk2 mk3 and umk3 so there you go and only oh, all of them are in there, but only four from Mortal Kombat are in there, which is Courtyard, Goro's Lair, The Pit, and The Pit Bottom. So you could actually play in The Pit Bottom. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Um, anyway, uh, this is just a big, absurd, fun way to play. This is probably what I play when I want to go back to yeah. the original yeah. games most of the time. Um, and it's still fun in my collection. Um I don't know. There's not a whole lot to say. It does tease when you beat the game on PlayStation that MK4 is coming in 1997, which was to tease the arcade release of MK4. Mm. Um, it's um, so. 
it's kind of it feels like a kind of like an encore like a, a celebration of what's come so far really this mm-hmm. game yeah um when you finish it as well there's a there's, there's you get to select like your reward and one of the rewards is you can like watch every single goddamn fatality like <laughs> i remember that being oh yeah thing, the yeah. demonstration and stuff like yeah. that the fatality video and all that stuff so I mean, there's some cool stuff. It's fun to play. Uh, fun fact, I was telling Jam about this. The, I, I found out, this happened on live stream, and I found out that this is actually by design. The emulation's a little borked on Mortal Kombat Trilogy and how they've programmed it on the PlayStation 1. So it freezes on the continue screen if you play it in a PlayStation 2 or PlayStation 3. Oh. Only, in Mortal, only in PlayStation 1 does it not freeze when you go to continue. I thought it was a flaw in my disc. Huh. Turns out it's not. When I put it into um, my PlayStation 1, it plays just fine. Yeah. So. I said, my one. Yeah. My one still works somehow, and it's scratched to hell. <laughs> I don't wow. So there's not a lot to... Yeah, I feel bad because there's not a lot to say about it, but it is just this cavalcade of crazy stuff. And it's just, if you want to bring it all together, you can... Again, you may have reasons for not wanting to do that, though. Like, is MK1 raid and equipped to take on all of these characters that have been created at this point? <laughs> no. Is it balanced? No. Nope. Are the combos good, especially for the MK1 characters? No. Nope. Remember Raiden and Kano's? It's like high punch, high punch, high punch, high punch, and it's just like that's their. Well, combo. I remember their run was looked, it just looked off because it's they can't run. They can't run. It's like, yeah. yeah, and so that looks ridiculous. Um, are they trying to cram too much? Of course they are. Yeah. Uh, is it balanced? Hell no. no. This game is not balanced. No, this game's broken to shit. This is not for playing two-player, really. I think that may be another thing. This was more for playing the computer than two-player. You could play two-player, but it, because it's not balanced, you could just play broken characters all the time. I played a lot of two-player of this game, actually. <laughs> I really did, yeah. And Jam, you prove the universal truth, which has always been the case with games. There's what you think gamers do, and then there's what gamers actually do. Yeah. Which proves why pundits are completely useless. In the future, I will try to speak only to that which I have experienced firsthand. Um, yeah. Like most 14-year-old teenagers, when I got this, I spent it playing with myself, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so no. yeah, Mortal Kombat Trilogy was interesting, absurd, and totally necessary. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. We, I, I enjoy. I still, yeah, I still have my copy. I, I, I enjoy. I enjoyed the hell out of this back in the day. Is um, <clears throat> it, it was in there was there was also I don't know if this is in Ultimate Mortal Kombat on the consoles, but there was like this eight player kind of mode thing where you could like set up a tournament with people. Um, so you say, yeah, it's basically two on two, but you could all like it was, it was one of the options I remember from the main menu that was kind of that was a kind of a fun thing to mess around with. Oh, they also did the endurance thing as well. You know, you could do two versus two. Do you remember that? Yep. I think two versus two came in in uh, Ultimate, actually, (laughs) but you wouldn't know that because you didn't play a lot of Ultimate, but... Mm. The only thing I didn't like about this game was the brutality. I thought the brutalities were complete bullshit. I just... (laughs) Just... It just seemed so lazy. It's just... (laughs) Yeah. Oh, there was one other thing. Was there was a you could put a cheat in on the PlayStation One version where you could uh, get one button fatalities. That was really handy. <laughs> so, oh yeah, yeah. I, I always so. liked those codes. I think those were perfectly serviceable. Um, something that's lost nowadays. Nowadays you have to pay for easy fatalities, but I won't talk uh, yeah, about no, no. the modern games <laughs> anymore. Um, there is a PC port, which uh, apparently is a direct port of the PlayStation version. Don't believe that's on GOG though. <laughs> No, that, that's the, the, the one on GOG is the DOS version. So. Yeah. No, but I mean, I don't believe Mortal Kombat. Yeah, uh, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen the trilogy version on good old games yet. 
yeah, I don't think it's there. So, but, all right, well, you're feeling frisky. To, to talk about uh, Mortal Kombat uh, Mythology Sub-Zero. Oh, jeez, yeah. <laughs> this game. So what is this game? Why don't you open it up because you brought it up. So uh, Mortal Kombat uh, Mythology Sub-Zero, or whatever title it decides to be this week, um, is, was they, is it, it was kind of inevitable. This is what happens with fighting games sometimes, where they think they, they can do like spin-offs and stuff or go into other realms. And this was because it was supposed to be a series if it was going to be successful so they're going to like do this with i guess other characters they were going to do scorpion next and i think raiden was the third planned one yeah Yeah. that's hilarious yeah go off now so what this game is is it's a 2d um kind of fighter kind of brawler and kind of a platformer game with a fighting engine (laughs) which is absolutely ridiculous and it's it's, yeah it's it's an utterly i don't know i I, you know i love i love retro games but boy this is a game that just needs to stay buried and it's just oh so this is one one going back to this it's just it's it's something else i have to say um Well, before we talk about it, I do want people to know, so this was developed by uh, Midway. Ironically, Avalanche would go and do the N64 version, (laughs) but Midway did the internal version of this. So while Trilogy's being made, this is what they focused on. This game came out in October of 1997, so kind of around when MK4 is in arcades, and... um, It was produced and designed by John Tobias, who is one of the high ups. <laughs> yep. um, and it used the core teams. I mean, it really did. And it was a 14-month development cycle. So it took a long time to, to build, mm-hmm. honestly. And um, there were lots of weird designs and whatnot that went into it. And a lot of what I understand is a lot of... Um, it, was a, it was a minimal crew... But it was a lot of work, um, and it was a lot of focus, and this was something they were trying to branch out on and see if they could do with, essentially, their A-team. And if this is what they can bring out, ugh, I weep. It's bad. It's really bad. It's so bad. Um, you know, even like... If, <sighs> If you like, if you love Mortal Kombat, if you love those two D Mortal Kombat's, this is not something that's gonna impress you pretty much. Um, one of the easiest things to describe is just that opening level, which I mean, obviously you play yeah, for as well. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Um, where you just, you basically, it's two D. Um, it, it feels to me like it uses some form of the engine from Mortal Kombat Three because it has the run and everything. Um, but you, you basically go from room to room and you fight like enemies one on one mostly. Um, now, the biggest problem that happens is when you jump over an opponent, you are still facing the direction you're jumping. 
You have to press a Yeah, those are tethered to the <laughs> L2 and R2 buttons. And it's the A button on the N64 controller. It's like, oh, God. So you have to press a button to face the correct direction <laughs> for your opponent. Which is like unheard of in a fight. In a, in a, I don't know. It just seems because what, what what I guess it, what should have happened is that I guess the game should have kind of morphed into like a fighting arena, so that it kind of just yeah. was just like a fighting like bit, almost like say an RPG. You know, where you morph into like a battle scene or something. I don't know. Well, but even the fighting isn't good. Oh, Those no, hits it's... that we talk about in Mortal Kombat, they don't hit. They don't connect right. Mm. Um, Oh, God, it's got RPG and, elements, this game. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, because you yeah. get to be Sub-Zero, and he doesn't know how to do his freeze move right away. You have to earn enough experience points to unlock it. Um, the other goofy thing is the AI seems to know exactly what the most common moves people use in Mortal Kombat is. Because mm. I noticed it doesn't really know what to do with random slamming of buttons on like low punch or it doesn't know what to do with uh high kicks or sweeps even a lot of the time mm. but it absolutely knows how to handle jump kicks and uppercuts you will not get very far using those mm. which is goofy yeah um, I, yeah i agree with that yeah, absolutely but lots of one hit kills that put you to the beginning of the level there's yep. a lot of like <sighs> yep dodge the things falling from above and they're not in patterns i'd be fine with patterns but they wait till you get really close to them close enough to get hurt by them yeah that is and then they drop down and then you got to run across and then of course there's usually a second one sitting right there and you don't know it exists cuz you haven't seen it until you ran across so you kind of run under one only to get crushed by another gotcha moments it's just uh, it's just stupid just completely <laughs> <And> stupid <laughs> and then you get to the halfway right before the halfway point in fact where you have to take a leap of faith and if you jump <laughs> yeah, no, off yeah. the roof you, you die. die yeah yeah but if you jump up for some unknown reason onto the railing you get a automatic sequence that has you do the same thing but bounce off an awning and live mm. and then you get a checkpoint there's there's other bits like that um in the, in the next level as well so that that continues that i played the second level yeah. as well that's where i quit that's on easy. on the end of the third level or at the end of the second level sorry yeah but that's that's where i finished too <laughs> i was like oh god um um but yeah so the combat's bad the the plat well in this first level there's no real platforming it's just kind of dumb how you progress it's yeah it's, it's you're fighting mm. the same opponents over and over again yeah i think i don't i don't, them, I don't think they have yeah i think one of the some of them occasionally have weapons i believe like they have like swords or some something. have katana swords and they also infinitely respawn if you stand still oh god yeah exactly if, or if you just move if because obviously like with a game like this you're gonna possibly be, you know, move backwards a bit and if you move backwards too far it's uh, so if there's a room there's two enemies it'll spawn both of them again <laughs> if you if yep. you back up too much it's oh, stupid yep, yep. Stupid. and then you fight scorpion at the end and it's <laughs> right and it's you not do, fun it's, and it's so anticlimactic you defeat him and i, I think it guess it kind of does like a finishing thing but he just sits there <laughs> yeah it says finish him and then you can't kill, you can't him. kill him yeah it's probably supposed to be mercy but then why let me do anything mm. Um, I set it up for that, yeah. The other thing is Quan Chi's in this, which is interesting. And I'm pretty sure he's played, because this is before the arcade version comes out, he's played by Richard DiVizio. And I think that picture of Quan Chi from this is what's on the cabinet, yeah. box of the cabinet of Mortal Kombat 4, which is weird because Quan Chi doesn't quite look like that in the game. Because mm. um, he's 3D generated. So he doesn't quite look like the box art. So it always, people are like... What's this goofy live version of it? And it's Richard DiVizio who plays Kano. 
and the acting in this is all live action on the PlayStation. You said screenshots on. Uh, it's N64? just still. It's just stills on the N sixty four, but which is probably better. But the live action just looks so bad. It's a plastic Sub Zero costume. You can see the shimmer off of his, like of the of the production lights and stuff. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about level two. <laughs> Yeah, so here so comes le- the platforming. <laughs> so level two, I beat the first guy, and then I got to a cliff, and I see yep. something off in the distance. I said, is this a leap of faith? And I leaped and died. Yep. 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 Then if I stand still long enough for about 30 seconds, a breeze comes up, and that <laughs> picks me up and gets me past there. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's just one bit after another. Like then, Not so soon after that, there's like you're jumping from like pillar to pillar. With, bear in mind, we should point out that uh, to jump, you press up, like in a fighting game. Yeah, it's like in the fighting games, yeah. <laughs> it's just... And I didn't have a problem with those pits. I remember you said the platforming in that level sucks. Oh. And I didn't have any problems with it. And then I got to this part where there was a guy there and I went to go beat him up. Yep. And the platform started yep. to rumble. And I said, okay, I know this platform's going to fall. So I tried to push past him and he wouldn't let me exactly. push past him. I said, fucker, like, what? And so we don't, we both died. Yep. That's what happened to me. So you too, actually yeah. have to jump onto the platform, jump over that guy, and then jump. Or I found out if you run, you can push him off by running him off to the edge of the cliff. Um... So that was goofy. Mm-hmm. And then more of the Breeze stuff. And uh, I don't remember exactly where I... I know I was near the end of the level past the checkpoint, but I got to some point where, like, I died, and I had to use a continue, and I went back to the beginning of the level, and I said, I can't fucking do this. Yeah, and I had yeah. been working on this game for, like, two hours at this point. There's a, there's a bit where there's, like, these rotating kind of spoons. that That's where the, the jumping's just... it's It jumps the way it wants to when you press the button at the right time, just like that balcony section. So, because the, the, jump, the jump is kind of quite... It's quite overbearing. It's quite large. When it, mm-hmm. um, but when you get to this bit where it's, it's basically like these rotating platforms, but the, you, you look at it straight away, think, how's this going to work? So it's only a small jump, but you basically have to do the jump at the correct point, and he does, he does just do a little hop. But, it's just, but if you don't do it at the right time, he does the overlong jump and just falls down again. <laughs> wow. Like, like, yeah, I. it was just deplorable. I, I couldn't stand it. Um, I'm so happy I just downloaded a copy and put it in my SIO. Like... <laughs> I'll buy it if it's good, but like, yeah, no. Uh, this game is bad. I remember it getting low reviews, but I, yeah, I, I there are people that. out there who are apologists that are like, this game's fine. It's a fun little five-hour romp. <laughs> I don't think I could describe it as, it is not fun. It's not only five hours, unless the game's like three levels, which it might be. And it's definitely not a romp. Um, uh, no, no. And what was just so dissatisfying about it was, that the two things this game really does the worst is combat and controls, which is the one thing Mortal Kombat always had down. Yeah, exactly. It just it seems it just surprised me why this was so bad because, in concept, this could be a good idea, you know, concept mm-hmm. of a K. I guess because it's Mortal Kombat, right? <laughs> it's just like, but, um, but it's um, yeah. I just it, I, and you, like you just said, you know, like, this was over a year in development as well. It's like wow, you know, you guys can just sort of figure this thing out. It's just um, yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't know. It, it was not well received. Nope. Um, yeah, IGN gave it a three out of five. Um, GamePro gave it uh, GamePro got paid off GamePro <laughs> gave it a 16.5 out of 20 uh, on N64 <laughs> and a 17 out of 20 on PlayStation I I now have to know who God, yeah. reviewed it uh, hold on 
I'm totally looking this up. Absolutely not, though. It's That's from issue 111. Here we go. Who's this reviewer? Here we go. Whoa. Here we go. This was reviewed by Major Mike. Oh, Major you hide Mike. behind your little... Uh, <laughs> I love that. You hide behind your little shit. So there's, there's bosses mm-hmm. that I'm seeing here. Um... Lots of scantily clad women, uh, you know, par for the course on that one. And then apparently there is a part where you're doing a lot of fighting against Quan Chi and the elements. Mm. Anyway, this looks like dog shit. Yep. Yep. It's all right. Let's see what they say. Fun factor, four out of five. <laughs> Mythologies is a fun and challenging game for those who stick with it. It's tough, but Sub-Zero's various techniques and the well-crafted stages keep you hooked. Right. So allegedly, we just need to get, get good. <laughs> get good already, yeah. It's the Dark Souls of the Mortal Kombat games or whatever. <laughs> Diehard game fan gave it a 70 and a 40 and a 40. So you know what this strikes me as? The game's probably like unanimously brutally hard but some people feel like it's really worth it if you like bust ass which tells me jam how much you want to bet like from stage three or four on it's It's like really easy (laughs) a more fun yeah full-blown thing i did when i beat stage one and two I don't know if I beat stage two, but you save, so you can at least go back. It's got to, pass, I can start yeah, it's got password save too. So yeah, just, yeah. So this is more version. Anyway, my favorite one is Games Radar. Uh, Michael Raparez went back to it, and he says, "This is a terrible mess of an of ugly sprites, cheap deaths, and a button you just hit to change the direction you were facing." <laughs> And the less that's said about it, the better. So there you go. <laughs> how would you like to nail in the coffin, this bitch? <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's just like let it die. <laughs> Let's leave the past behind. <laughs> so. Okay. Um, so yeah, with that we move on. If you want to give it a go, though, feel free to try it what? and let us know. No, they're not available on any of the fun. Uh, yeah, I've got, I've got, I have, I have a physical copy of the N64 version, which I, I it came kind of bundled with uh, when I found it, this N64. Basically, um, it was it's hidden in a little secret compartment, Fred, in one of the cases that it came with. So even the person that owned it yeah, didn't somebody work. locked it away like pandora's yeah, box hoping that yeah, nobody like, finds don't it don't play this don't play this <laughs> well let's see what it's worth yeah i mean uh, real quick a time of uh, a time of recording which is june 2019 an n64 version can be found wow you guys pay a lot more for your copies oh, yeah. Yeah. n64 versions in america are 13 bucks and 15 on n64 15 on playstation in pal regions 27 n64 40 playstation and that's disc cart only (laughs) if you have a complete copy you can get 75 bucks on n64 or playstation it doesn't matter which in pal regions whereas you can't get 30 here (laughs) wow sell that shit jam well yeah maybe i will i I might do but um part of it there's uh, i do have a somewhat affinity for really crap games <laughs> I just, I, there's something about them I just like well I mean hang on to it. yeah don't be, let me be the person who I'm you know who is yeah mm. this or that so 
Um, all right, next up, we're going to talk about it, is um, Special Forces. So have you ever played Mortal Kombat Special Forces? <laughs> no, I didn't play this one. No, no. Okay. I watched some footage, though. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't know this game very well. It came out in June 2000 for North America, September 2000 for Europe. If you're paying attention, that's the tail end of the PlayStation. And Mortal Kombat's long dead at this point. You know what I mean? Like, Mortal Kombat had to go away for a while after Mortal Kombat 4. This is a year after Mortal Kombat 4 kind of falls pretty flat on consoles and like three years after four, um, right? I think it was 97 that four hit arcades. Let me check. Yep. Yep. So this is a while. Mortal Kombat's been sitting in perpetuity for a while. And out comes Special Forces. Was developed internally at, um, at Midway Games. Yeah. And it sounds like they were quite gun shy after, as they put it, testing the waters with Sub-Zero and not seeing it very, seeing it work out very well. Um, John Tobias actually wanted to go on and make a Baraka and Liu Kang game, which would later get resurrected and created into Shaolin monks. Mm. Um, which kind of spoilers, universally people like it. Yeah, if you know what it is, so and much, you want a three D brawler, good. you should be okay. Mm. Um, this was planned to also come out on the N sixty four and Dreamcast, but it remained. Um, a PlayStation exclusive um, for a couple of reasons. One, John Tobias had already left Midway in 1999 for creative differences. <laughs> um, yep. And uh, Special Forces, which he had originally designed to be around Sonya Blade, um, was actually given to somebody new, and they said they needed it to be more marketable. And that may or may not have been why Jax is actually the only character you can play. And they didn't even make Sonya a selectable character because she was Just already about, yeah. kind of built in there, mm. which I think is kind of shitty. Mm. Um, and uh, they also had to rush it through, which explains a whole lot. Um, Ed Boon later said, oh, so John Tobias and Ed Boon later responded to it in interviews. Tobias had this to say about the final version. You know, I never really played it. I saw it at E3 and maybe I played it for like five minutes, but I never really played it after that. So I'm not really familiar with how it ended up. Um, I forget where John Tobias went. We can look that up, but, I, I, you know, for right now. Anyway, Ed Boon says, I didn't work on Special Forces. I love how that's his first answer. <laughs> yeah. The game and project were riddled with all kinds of problems. I could write a book on it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> to give credit where credit's due, that was in, a resp- that was in 2010 in a response. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. On Twitter, <laughs> Ed Boon was questioned about it by a at DJ Sergey, uh, which is at DJ S E R G I. So that's an early one. Maybe it's DJ Sergey. Sergey would be E I. Um, but yeah, he asked, uh, "What's the deal with special forces?" And Ed Boon apparently could write a book on it. Mm-hmm. So shame he didn't. Um, what about I read yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, no. like, this one surprisingly reviewed even lower. Really. Than mythologies and the the, what I will say about this is the difference between this one and mythologies is I finished this. This is actually playable. (laughs) How long to beat? Told me it was going to take me five hours. That's factually incorrect. It took me more like three and a half. (laughs) Um, It's a beat 'em up. There Mm -hmm. is no platforming. 
Um, Thank Christ. And I can see why it takes five hours. If you are a reviewer who wants to play this the old-fashioned way, yes, it's going to take you longer. I looked up uh, where to go, and I'll tell you why. This game is broken into five levels. Mm -hmm. Um, So what happens is Jax, who's part of Special Forces, um, has... uh, um, Real quick, I'm looking. Has uh, Kano breaking out of a maximum security... prison and releasing um his uh his black dragon people i guess i would say yeah his black dragon people um so kano releases gemini who is a um uh oh wait hold on not no gemini is his base operative so you have like a british chick who's like helping you through stuff and she's got kind of the computer voice Mm -hmm. she might not even be british she might be an american that's gemini who's always talking to you out of the people who are let out there's tremor and jarek jarek would be in mk4 tremor i think is later isn't he does he come out in deadly alliance Alliance. yeah i think so yeah that sounds but yeah spawns (laughs) from here we go. Tremor is, uh, oh, whatever. <laughs> Tremor's got a backstory. Then there's No Face, which is um, a, uh, a demolitions expert. There's Taisha, who is like a ninja. You know, they couldn't get Jade. She was busy, so they got Taisha. Um, and so you play five levels, okay? Mm-hmm. Each one having a boss at the end, either. Uh, I think the first level is... Tremor, second level's Taisha, third level's No Face, fourth level's Jarek, and then fifth level is Kano. I forget exactly how you come up on these people, and I'll tell you why in a minute. But um, And you basically walk through them and brawl people. You do have XP points, so you do build XP, and with it, you learn new combos. Mm. Jax does not have any of his special moves. He's just beating people up. You're spamming different attack buttons. Um... You have two punches, two kicks. And they are not high kick, low kick, or anything, because this is on a 3D plane now. Yeah, yeah. Um, you also have guns. guns yeah. <laughs> and these are goofy ways to play them. You basically pit, play, press, I think it's R2 to whip them out. Then you shoot them with square, but then you push R2 again to put them away. And, of course, it's delayed, laggy, and there's frames of animation. So you get a lot of scenarios where people are running at you, and you whip out the gun, then you put away the gun, then you whip it out again because you're trying to shoot the person, but you can't yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets real goofy. The only one you, I really saw myself using was the sniper rifle where you can play games of, like, they haven't seen you yet in the AI, so you kill them before they even come into play. <laughs> There's a lot of offshoot side areas where you blow up walls and beat up people and explore. And for it, you get like meta packs because you do have to manage health. There's no regenerative health. Yeah. Um, and ammo and stuff like that. Uh, and then the, the and, and you just fight the same enemies over and over and over again. They really don't change much throughout the whole game. And they're all pretty easy. Um, The combat seems clunky at first and bad, and then you learn combos, and soon, I think it's like the third combo you learn, it's the one I use through the whole game, and when I looked it up, it's the one a lot of people use, but yeah, you can eventually learn a bunch of combos, there are random fatalities and stuff like that you do, um, where you just like clap people's heads and stuff like that, but they're really long combos, and they're not a whole lot of fun. Um, it gets really repetitive because you're just running through areas that don't have any real estate really used and they're just trying to have you go through mazes basically to make your way through to find keys so that you can unlock locked doors you see at the beginning of the level. It's one of those. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and the last two levels in particular is a bunch of finding that stuff. You have to find like three gems and put them on three, three hidden gems, put them on three hidden altars, then go through portals. Um, the levels get longer and longer and waste more and more real estate. And then what's really sad is the way you beat every single enemy is you find their weakness, like a way where their demolitions or bullets or whatever, don't stop you from running up to them and you find a way to run up to them. And then once you run up to them, you just beat the shit out of them. They don't really have a good response for combos, not even Kano. <laughs> Jeez. <Yeah. laughs> and there's very minor cutscenes of you beating them. They're like, oh, we will avenge your death. Oh. And you're just trying to get a jewel, which Kano's using to open a like portal into Dark World, which is kind of the Mortal Kombat 4, 1, 2, 3, and 4. Well, it's the Mortal Kombat 3 and 4 plots you know, all yeah. over again. And when you get the jewel, they're like, oh, you did good, Kano, because you end up in Outworld. The last world's in Outworld with, with the dragon. And he goes, what are you going to do with the jewel? And he goes, oh, I know what I'm going to do with this jewel. He opens the portal. He walks through it. He goes back to Earth, and it says, thank you for playing. <laughs> That's the ending. Nice. Three and a half <laughs> hours later. Yeah. I did drink while playing this. Uh, mine um, helps. Rum yeah, helped mine. me through it. I, I did rum and coconut water. It was an interesting mixed drink for me uh, that night. And uh, three rum and coconuts, and I knocked that game out. That's <laughs> what. And well so done. what I would say about this game is it's not that bad. It's probably a little on the expensive side. I could look it up real quick. I know we're, we're short on time, but it's not that bad. It's just kind of boring. It's just boring, I guess is yeah. What I would say. And if you watch the gameplay videos, I'm sure they look. It looks like a boring game. Mm. It's kind of like you said, like late stage PS1 game, just late to the party, um, unpolished. Uh, and this one does not fare as well as Mythologies. Mm. Mortal Kombat Special Forces can be had easily disc only for 15 bucks in America, mm. 10 bucks in PAL, that's and that's, a, that's dollars, which means like eight pound. <laughs> 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 so complete prices do go up to about 30, 40 bucks. So there's that, but. Anyway, but yeah, so people are not crying over special forces. <laughs> yeah, so we figured we'd get that in there just so we could knock it out. So, all right, Jam. Well, I think we've got our uh, our, our sights set. Then we're gonna go 3D next. Yep. And next up is going to be Mortal Kombat 4 and Gold, mm -hmm. and then we're gonna start delving into um, Deadly Alliance, Deception, uh, Shaolin Monks, and Armageddon. Yeah. Uh, and then whatever Unchained is, we'll look into that. I think that's, that's the a PSP, PSP one. one. Yeah, but I've anyway. got that somewhere. I could dig it out. So. so we've got our games ahead of us. There's probably two more episodes uh, left in this to, to pull it off, and I haven't played a lot of these other games. Mm. Um, so the question becomes, and I guess we can debate about it here for like 30 seconds and then figure things out. Also, I uh, hope you enjoyed our E3 coverage. If not, this is your breath of fresh air. E3 coverage is over, so yay. Um because this is happening on the first day of e, uh, the second day of E3's show floor, but uh, the the end of our coverage was yesterday. Um, <clears throat> so, Jam, mm -hmm. do we go on or do we take a break from Mortal Kombat and do some other stuff um, and then come back to it? What are you feeling? Hmm. I'm happy. To and I know you just played a lot of four. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did. Yeah, I just played a lot of four. I'm happy to go on. I'm just I'm just wondering what capacity, how far we get with the next lot. Um, I think we'll just yeah. see what see we, we get, get. Yeah. and then kind of play it by ear. I promise you I will um, replay um, 
let's see. Oh, actually, I will play Deadly Alliance and uh, Deception yeah. for the next one. I don't think we'll get to Armageddon, and I will try to replay Shaolin Monks if I have time. Uh, but I have played through Shaolin Monks before, so yeah, me too. that yeah. one I can definitely talk about. I don't see a world in which we get through four Deadly Alliance, Deception, and Shaolin Monks. I just can't <laughs> no, see that. I see that. So, <laughs> yeah. um, but depending on how we do, you know. Um, you know, because uh, beyond that, we've really just got versus DC Universe, and I don't think we're quite ready to talk about the new trilogy that's currently out. So. Nah, no, you um, leave that for another. So we'll see, and we could even stay away from DC Universe to a certain extent and save that for our Inevitable Injustice podcast we'll do in like 10 years. So. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll see, but we'll definitely move on. I think 4 needs to be said, especially because 4 to Deadly Alliance transitions out of arcades and into consoles. So uh, if you want to keep going, let's keep going for at least least one more and then we'll decide at the end of that one if we want to wrap it up or how we want to do it um so we'll do that we're going to keep hard on the mortal Kombat stuff so you've got a june of mortal Kombat ahead of you um (laughs) yeah yeah well the e3 stuff will have already come and passed but uh by the time this goes live but yes we hope you enjoyed it uh we definitely did a lot of stuff with it and had fun with it so uh jam anything you want to pimp or whatnot uh, for people to look forward to in the uh, near future or you just don't know yet because this is about a week away from when it actually comes out no i've got stuff in the works um i'm just trying to lay out what uh when i'm gonna because because of e3 coming up it's just it kind of always puts a bit of a spanner in the works doesn't it you think oh god because <laughs> i want to get want to yeah. make sure that things get the attention they deserve should we say for <laughs> Well, then we'll just say stay, stay tuned. tuned. Jam's got some projects in the mm-hmm. works. We got some stuff uh, for the back half of June. So mm-hmm. be watching for it. Absolutely. So. All right. Well, with that, until next time, uh, this is us saying, um, you know, uh, I guess the the next one will be called Finish It. <laughs> finish called. It, yeah. This one's called Mercy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Nice. Peace out. <laughs>